0: You're listening to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. Ma'aikum Ali Salama. My name is Ali Salama and I am extremely delighted to be welcoming you to the world's exclusive youth leadership and mental health podcast. Today, we're going to be having an incredible guest that whenever I think of how I connected with, it turned out to be that Through my inexperience on LinkedIn, he was a friend. I mean, he was a brother of a close friend of mine. And it humbles me sometimes to, you know, reach out to younger individuals who have much more experience online and in building brand. Um, When I first encountered uh, our guests' content on LinkedIn, not only was I... Pretty impressed about the fact that it was super targeted when it comes to personal branding, but I was more shocked to realize that Ahmed, our guest today, is I believe in his second year of university. So I always get inspired by people who I call young change makers are acting at a very young age and see age as not a limitation but but instead an opportunity to dive in deeper and build a stronger brand so without further ado here's a little bit of an introduction about our guest today who goes by the name of ahmad khalil ahmad khalil is a 19 year old future oriented man seeking to add value to his country egypt through innovative solutions he studies business and economics at the university of waterloo which is very close to where i live by the way in canada and is a very passionate person about business, entrepreneurship, and sports, and improving the general quality of life in developing countries. His life's purpose is to make a positive difference in the souls around him by liberating their inner channeled greatness, exposing them to become their most transformed selves. This is Ahmed Khalil, give it up for someone whom I consider an inspiration, a change maker, And someone who sees pretty much not a lot of obstacles when it comes to age. Instead, views it as an opportunity for growth and enlightenment. So I know you said a lot of things. This is Ahmed Khili, ladies and gentlemen. But before we go into today's episode, please make sure to rate, subscribe, or even drop a review on Apple Podcasts to show just a little bit of support for the show. Also, my friend Ash was just on the music Daydream, go feel free to Spotify him, Apple him, Shazam him. I don't even know if this makes sense, but hey, this is how we get forward together by supporting one another. So let's dive deep into Ahmed Khalil's episode exclusively on Empathy Always Wins. Ahmed, thank you so much for coming on Empathy Always Wins. Um... Your story is very uh, different than many people that uh, have been on the show. You, uh, you have a very unique background, um, going, attending military school, being very present on LinkedIn, and uh, just generally being very aware of uh, the current. Uh, the current situation we're in and uh, and the landscape that we're operating from a digital standpoint. So I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna speak much more. I'd like you to sort of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you know who Ahmed is and uh, what's something that maybe not not a lot of people really know about you. Uh,
1: thank you so much, Ali, for having me today. It's a pleasure. It's actually my first ever time, uh, first ever podcast. So it's uh, very excited for it uh who ahmed Khalil is to be honest i define myself in three ways one being that i love uh, going above and beyond I, I love to exceed exceed the expectations if i don't get 100 percent in in what i do i'm usually not satisfied but i don't let myself down i uh, try to learn from these mistakes and uh, to achieve the 100 the next time and uh, i know the people my friends the, my family know know that as well that every, anything that i'm very passionate about I like to put, uh, just do it in the best of my ability and just do it well. So, and uh, secondly, I love uh, leading and helping others. I believe that the secret to happiness is helping others. Our passion should be the foundation of giving. Uh, Sometimes we feel depleted or taken advantage of when we give to others, but the secret to giving is we shouldn't always uh, just, we shouldn't, shouldn't expect anything in return. Mm -hmm. So, and just, uh, it's just the best thing ever when you just uh, help someone out and uh, one of your friends, one of your family members, just someone out in general and you just uh, give them your time and sacrifice your time and see them uh, just a better version of themselves. Just uh, truly amazing. And thirdly, I would just say I'm a very, very positive person. I just have a very positive outlook on things and having that mindset really changed my life instead of focusing on all the things that had gone wrong i started looking at what, at what was going right mm. uh, i approached life with optimism and hope uh, And that takes a lot of energy. Like
0: that takes sometimes like a lot of energy to wire yourself to be like that. Like you're not born like that. Let's just, you know, like, right. You're not born like, uh, like sometimes I feel like maybe because then this is the next point I want to, you know, hop into a little bit. Like you went to military school, like who the hell like freaking goes. (laughs) Like, like it's crazy. Like I want to know a little bit about like how you've become like that. You know, I want to know a little bit about how you, What made you, what wired you into that? Like, what type of discipline were you under? Um, Like, walk us through the experience. I want to feel like
1: I was there with you. For sure, like, positivity has proven to me that how the impossible is possible and how these, like, obstacles I had... Are, are just barriers to overcome. And uh, to be honest, going to military school at the age of 13, just a young boy from Egypt, to be honest, I was, I was more like a mommy's boy. She, she did everything for me, <laughs> making my bed, uh, just everything truly. And uh, having lived in South Africa for five years at the age of six, but this time was actually a different experience. I'm going alone this time, uh, just have to rely on myself so yeah first thing i as you said why why the heck am i going to military school this is a different experience i wasn't going to the, there to be disciplined actually i was actually really uh, good at school and at home but uh, i was actually going there for to better my academics and for swimming but it was truly a different experience once i went there like my english wasn't uh, the, as good as it was now it was just uh, an un- uncomfortable situation Um, we didn't have our phones, so I couldn't call back home and be like, mom, I don't like this dad. I don't like this. What can, what can I do? But I had to be independent and actually make decisions right on. And just depend on myself. So I'll take you through the journey. Like, as I said, I went to the age of 13, uh, two months in, I was like, awarded, like one of the, they call like the students cadets there. I was like the best cadet, I got cadet of the month just based on, uh, I didn't get in trouble. My room was very neat. So it was really amazing. But I'll pinpoint- That's like model of the month. Like that's like role model of the month, sort of, right? Uh... Exactly. That's what it was. And it was just an exciting, we got like a shout out to the school as well, 14 military academy. We got like a a nice uh, coin from the president, which was (laughs) like, (laughs) it was was amazing truly. And uh, I'll just pinpoint some of the lessons I learned there. I just, I was, like being, being able to lead at a very young age, uh, people your age and people older was very difficult. I was, uh, I was honored to be uh, the youngest to get a very high leadership position as a company commander, which I was in charge of 90 people and even more uh, just to to wake up every day at 5.15, making sure that you're fully shaved, making sure your uniform is good, making wow. sure that your room is is, is spotless. So when you wake up these people that they don't want even to wake up, you don't want to like always like put, get them in trouble, but you want to make sure you inspire them. You set the example. So that was the most difficult part uh, to be disciplined, uh, just waking up at a set time, uh, making sure you you set the example, you, your room is good. Your, I, don't know, uh, Dad, I don't want to
0: cut you off here, but how important are morning routines? Like so many people talk about morning routines you know how you wake up and what you do the first thing when you wake up is the most important it sets your tone and some people say, uh, some other people say it's bs you're someone that i mean obviously this stuff has worked for you like w- w- how have you how have you felt the changes of ahmed before you know adapting to that uh style of living versus ahmed post adapting to that style of living what's the difference
1: For sure yeah it's it's actually a very very important like having a morning routine or having just a plan a daily plan that uh, that you do i i personally after i graduated from military school i i still instilled these things and improved on these things that i learned from military school i didn't just leave it behind so every day i still have a daily agenda a whiteboard that i write all my tasks on and like usually when i'm not like from military school i learned that if I if I haven't got all my tasks done, you shouldn't be sa- satisfied with yourself. You just make, you don't like don't sleep before you have everything done. So you just feel relieved, uh, like when you when you when you go to bed that night. Yeah. So it's it's truly been like I'm a very planned f- person. I love just managing my time, trying to get everything uh, in the day uh, done. So having a morning routine just just like to be honest <laughs> myself, I like once i once i wake up uh, wake up uh, I get out of bed i can't like use the bathroom before I, I make my bed that's how that's how military school taught me like i just wow. the first thing i have to do is is make my bed and just do my personal hygiene wow just start my day have breakfast uh, do some, do prayers and then start my day have assignments have uh, uh, projects everything but everything's planned out can I ask you
0: a question? Like, how, 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 how do you find it uh, to be compassionate with yourself? Like, how do you? Because I mean, I definitely relate to you on 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 many levels with waking up, and you know, when I was in grade three, I believe up to like grade eight, I remember waking up Tamarina al Fagriet for exactly for my for my Gazira club, uh, and I and I know I hated them. My mom was like. I remember her telling me, you know, and you'll thank me for it. You'll you'll (laughs) you'll thank me for making you a human being. (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean? That's abuse. That's child abuse. That's not (laughs) the way to do it. Anyways, fast forward, I do thank her and uh, no, I I don't live with that trauma, but uh, let's, 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 let's bring it like a little bit back, like, or uh, let's loop in. Like, how do you, because I find, I found it now. I don't, but how do you find it? being compassionate with yourself? How do you understand when to be easy on yourself versus when to, no, this is this is when I need to be disciplined and I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna be hard on myself. Because you can't always be hard on yourself, but you can't always be easy on yourself. So how do you find that balance?
1: Well, first of all, uh, finding that balance is, is key. But before that, I wanna pinpoint a few things is, uh, right now I know the, the why, like my purpose, uh, why, what I want to achieve. So first of all, to, to be able to discipline, discipline myself and achieve those goals, I need to take action. I need to, like, of course I have to be compassionate, have a life and work balance. But in order to achieve those goals, if I don't have goals, I'll just go out with my day. And uh, when I feel like doing things, I'll do it. And I just wouldn't, wouldn't be disciplined. So it's very important for the people listening to to set goals for yourself, short-term and long-term, because that will help you uh, plan your day. That'll help you feel satisfied when you when you put that tick next to the task that you've achieved that day. Mm and every day i i always have slack time like of course there's usually some time for that's social exactly media that's exactly what i
0: mean like 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 how do you do you, do you, do you plan like your slack time or like like how how do you incorporate play in your life because like even i know you i, I know you're very um as much as you are disciplined you do have time to like you know uh <laughs> be yourself how do you make sure that you just maintain the humanity within you even though you're very driven even though you're very um you're very goal-oriented how do you fit that in you know a lot of people may let li- me be listening may relate to the the, the 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 energy that you have but some and, and i find that very common within my friends they almost find it hard to either be very hard on themselves like very disciplined and by hard on themselves i mean disciplined or very very, very much able to take time and relax without having uh, to think twice, or without having to smoke a joint <laughs> to relax. Like, h- how do you find that? You know?
1: Yeah, I get what you mean. So there's, to be honest, there's two th- two things. Like, s- say like I'm going out with my friends tomorrow. I just plan ahead. Like, tomorrow I'm going out with my friends, so I'll be more disciplined today. I want to achieve more today of my day, but I just plan ahead. So when tomorrow comes, I know we're gonna have more than those, let's say two hours of slack time, maybe it'll be six to eight hours. So plan ahead. And secondly is I enjoy work. Like when I achieve something, when I achieve, finish my assignment, like it could be tiring, but when you achieve it, like it could be very enjoyable. When like writing LinkedIn posts and seeing people's engagements and people people like networking with me and contacting me is, is enjoyable. Like I feel satisfied. Maybe people wouldn't agree, maybe people need to go out and just can't stay home and do these things. But for me, I just, I enjoy what I do. Yeah. Uh, and if, and if I don't, I wouldn't be doing it. Like there's a lot of things that we, that we, we, we don't like, we don't like doing, but I try to discipline myself through the, the skills I learned from military school, the various skills, to be honest. And just, there's always, I always tell myself there's always good in the bad. Yeah, so just absolutely. this is like just keep taking action, stay consistent, stay determined, and there's always uh, light in the end of the tunnel.
0: Walk me through the the LinkedIn experience. I know you touched on a little bit about that. Like you're you, you're 19. You you use social media, especially LinkedIn, for a very strategic purpose. You know um, how how powerful is it, and and how do you use social media? Um, for personal branding like what I know with me you, you were always working together on it like I actually yes. really look up to you in that uh, and that's something you know I really 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 admire about that and you you sort of uh, you, you're very focused and you know what you're doing and and even someone like myself that maybe you know I have a lot of experience on Instagram just many people don't have that experience on LinkedIn. It's such a, an nascent, like it's such an infant platform. It's it's very, uh, different. So, can you talk a little bit about how you began using social media and a little bit about LinkedIn and personal branding?
1: Yeah, definitely. To be honest, Ali, in the beginning, uh, when I started LinkedIn, it was more only like about me for my personal benefit. Like I remember my dad uh, back in December. He was telling uh, my brother Samer, like. Make uh, like help help Ahmed make a LinkedIn account and start his own platform. Uh, and I was I was just I was like, why? Like I don't have time for this. Like there's no there's no point. <laughs> then like and then uh, fast forward to I believe uh, March and uh, March or April. Uh, I I'm the one that went to my brother and was like, help me make a LinkedIn account. Uh, it was more for I wanted to apply to jobs. Just make sure my profile and bio looks good uh and then and then the whole COVID experience uh, COVID 19 experience happened and then i just had a self-reflection in mind uh i i told myself like like I'm, I'm i'm majoring in business and the economics at school and i just wanted to get into that business experience the business mindset so if i wanted to do that i want to get into that realm of like linkedin and actually understand what linkedin is and why and and like the people, the professional people in it, how they use it. So the first thing I did was uh, I wanted, the thing is uh, I wanted to achieve in the thing, the thing I uh, like in LinkedIn firstly. So- What do you mean
0: by achieve?
1: I didn't want, I didn't just want to go in there and just not be consistent. I wanted to add value to people. I wanted to do it in the right way. I wanted, uh, so as I told you, I was very discouraged in the beginning. Uh, Just, I was like, am I going to add like any valuable information to these professional people? You mean like a discouraged uh, posting, right? Like, or discouraged. Yes. By, yeah. Yeah. Discouraged posting. I'm just 18 at back, back, back then. Like, are people going to look at uh, like out for me and like, be like, it's just 18 or, or they're going to actually look, look at my engaged. post as actual value. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you are posting every day, I believe, right? Yeah, I am. Okay. So, so it all started, uh, I was like, okay, this is what I, I want to achieve I want to I want to become a uh, uh, a LinkedIn influencer. If I'm going in it 100%, I want to to become something big. And there's oh there's still a long a long way to go, but yeah. that's my end goal. What so, is a LinkedIn
0: influencer? Like I I don't mean to cut you off there, but like many many people don't know um you know the difference between a social media influencer, a LinkedIn influencer, an Instagram influencer. What impact can you do being an uh, a LinkedIn influencer like? Like what is a
1: I believe I believe it's is basically similar to all like Instagram and uh, like Twitter and Facebook. It's more or less just you're you're adding so like you're you've grown your network to maybe over one million or just a couple of uh, hundred thousands. but to be to be honest for me, number is not is not the case. Uh, for me, it's is' gaining those opportunities, uh, growing my network, adding value to these people, building relationships that will last forever. Absolutely. And the the power of LinkedIn is, I'm, um, I'm like growing a network. I'm from Egypt, I live in Canada, but I'm growing a network with professionals that could be 10, 20, 30, 40 years older than me all over the world, which That's I just incredible. found. I, I just find incredible. That's crazy. Uh, so just, it was just like, that was my research. I was like, I just wanted to understand LinkedIn and how it was. So the second step I uh, I did was okay. I I want to try I want to see these LinkedIn influencers and what they post. Um, so my my niche for LinkedIn is like business success life lessons. Uh, I like that niche being positive being like pos- positive positive yeah. posts. Yeah. So I took that niche and just went straight into the posts in the beginning. Mm. I I felt discouraged a little bit as well because. Like I was getting, when I when I got ten likes, I was excited. If you the weren't next, we're getting day, the attention you're getting right now for sure. Like exactly, but uh, I remember having that talk with my dad. Uh, that uh, I told him like we shouldn't focus on numbers. If we add value and staying consistent. I'll put a thousand lines on that Was the key point Key thing That's what you keep telling me Ali Like Make sure you
0: stick under The mental health Workplace You know Leadership umbrella Use the same hashtags Make sure you're adding value Whoever doesn't even like you Will like your posts Because Your People don't care about you They care about what you Have to offer Like La 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 I I completely understand you And I think that This is the point that we I really want to Like drive home And Um I think that, you know, people who may, may find it or may want to sort of get a little bit of an insight as to what that really looks like or what that means. I will be putting your LinkedIn uh, profile in the show notes below so that Mm -hmm. people can connect with you as well and see what, what we mean by your posts and, uh, and, and the way you go on about, um, posting and creating your personal brand on LinkedIn. So I really, really, really appreciate that. And, uh, I also see you as a young leader and, you know, a young Egyptian leader who's harnessing, you know, the power of not just LinkedIn, but, you know, we were talking also offline about, um, you know, where you see yourself going and, 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 and what does it mean being a leader? So I just want you to share your thoughts. What is leadership to you? Like, what, what is a youth leader in your perspective?
1: Yes. So leadership uh, means a few different things to me. One, I believe it means to bring others around you up. Great leaders have a way of supporting others and making them more productive and effective. I also believe leadership means you put people in the right place at the right time. It's tough. Like it was very tough at military school, uh, dealing with uh, a lot of people, my age and older, but when you, when you help someone find their groove and you let them stay there, they excel. And another way I'll define leadership and what it means to me is you trust and respect those that you work with. If you don't trust someone or at least give them a shot, there's no way they can be a productive part of your team. So primarily leadership, I see leadership as influencing others, people by what you say or do, by setting the example, as I mentioned earlier, uh, your appearance, uh, how you talk to them, how you, how you appear, like just overall, not just personal appearance but how do you deal with difficulties how do you are you consistent are you determined do you have set goals just setting the example setting that bar high so people can follow you yeah exactly
0: is there any leader that you want to highlight that like maybe you you find um inspirational you, you 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 follow you look up to from books perhaps or Anyone you anyone you take as, a, as an example that you want to share? Uh,
1: to be honest, I'm a very uh, sports enthusiast. I uh, <laughs> sports fanatic and uh, I love uh, I love just uh, seeing uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, LeBron James. I think he's a fantastic leader. And uh, primarily, I look up to my father. Uh, just uh, we have these talks every day and he's he's the one that sacrificed the opportunity for me to go to military school, learn discipline, learn leadership and everything and growing up he just taught me how to lead so yeah so that's uh, so beautiful So yeah he was a very he had a very vital part and still has a very vital part in my life.
0: That's that's incredible. Do you, do you have like talk talk to us a little bit about your relationship with your father? Like how has that had an impact on on your life? I feel like you've mentioned him a couple of times now and I haven't even touched on to that. Like how how has he played a a pivotal part in your life? Is he is he is he an emotional support system? Is he is he uh you know what what type of of support you get from him? If you can, you know, segment that into different chunks.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I'll even keep that plural and talk about my mom and dad as my parents. So since a very young age, as I told, as I mentioned, uh, at the age of six, uh, education for my family is very important. They always wanted, they always want the best for us and they always want us to be better than them, If you, if you would say. Absolutely. So at, at the age of six, we flew to South Africa and lived there for five years. And I, I can even tell you, like I've lived more than half of my life overseas, just for, and they've sacrificed this opportunity through very difficult times. Uh, I remember the revolution happening. My dad had to stay back in 2011 in Egypt. And my mom, uh, my mom Samer and I, uh, we flew back to South Africa and stayed there for a whole year just so we can continue our primary school. And my my brother, I believe was in secondary school because they, they want us to be better. Like, I believe the main purpose, main mission for each parent is to see them better. And just that, that's what makes them happy. Um,
0: Best. Like, I mean, from, from, from your, maybe, maybe what I want to touch on a little bit is like, I know you speak a lot with your father and like, like, how much of an emotional support uh, do you find that even your mom and your father like give you, do you, do you, because I see you as someone who uh, is very, um, very resilient. And, uh, you know, I've worked with a lot of youth before and typically I find there are patterns where, you know, people that don't get that support that you find uh, is like a, a, a normal thing you find, like uh, the normal conversations you have with your dad uh, on an evening at at, at the dinner table, um, that it's it's not so normal anymore. And uh, you know, I, I, how much of an emotional push do you feel he he gives you? And if and if he and if you feel that, or if he does it in a different way, like how does he emotionally support you to become uh, the resilient Ahmed you are today?
1: Exactly. So uh so honestly a little it's not i don't like the emotional connection was never gone like when i went to uh military school we didn't have our phones so every every week whenever i'm free because we're super busy in military school i can only <laughs> i could only call them up like once and they had to call me for a few minutes so and i stayed there for five years so it was very difficult for me to communicate with my parents but wow. but i, but I wow. still got their emails they like every email, they just make sure that I'm okay. They, uh, they always, they, they're like, we know it's difficult, but you can do it. They, they like, they have that belief in me. Yeah. And, uh, and nowadays it's just, I've learned to be very independent. So they, so I've gained their trust tremendously mm. through my actions and over time. So it's been, it's been truly amazing. And uh, just amazing how it was a very tough five years not having my phone and communicating with my parents and just. yeah. Uh, now it's been, I uh, believe six years without living with them, uh, like regularly and just being overseas, but they're always, they've been always there for me, uh, never, yeah. never once have they let me down or just le- left my side. Uh, they always, uh, every day push me to make sure I do my prayers to make sure my, uh, check out, like, ch- ch- like just try and to help me
0: that's that that's i think what we don't really recognize is that even you know as my mom was calling me before this show like (laughs) sometimes we just get bored of that man like sometimes we just get bored of them checking up on us and them um, but in a way you in a way it's a it's a very big blessing right in a way that in a way feeling this love is like like it's moving, you know, and it's, and it's, it makes you feel secure. It makes you feel like you're connected and it makes you feel like you, you're safe in a way. And I think that, you know, maybe me and you, we're, were so out and about doing a lot of things and we're, we're so like driven, but like, you do know that if we didn't have this safety, we wouldn't be where we're at, right? Like you do know Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the security and foundation is step one where we may be like four, three, or even self-actualization, that's like the top of the pyramid. So oftentimes when I have those conversations, I always like to, you know, get back and think, you know, what was the core of all this? You know, because some people mm-hmm. listening to us are like, there it's such a hard time during COVID communicating. You guys are doing, uh, you know, very interesting, cool things, but, Like, you know, when you were touching on your military school experience and how like it was very difficult making your bed and being this codependent uh, teenager from Egypt, uh, mommy's boy to like this person that you are right now, like that's the type of, I feel like this this is, this is, this is why I do, I think the show. And I think that at the end of the day, it's understanding that even though you are. Someone I consider a leader and a young uh, leader coming out of the Middle East, coming out of Egypt. Yes. I also see you as someone who is emotionally very well cued. Like you, you have you. that infrastructure that allows you to say, hey, Ali, like, are you actually okay? You're not the type of person who would uh, just be like, hey, no, you have to do this. Like, go kill yourself and make this happen. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> yes. this is this is how we were, you know, in swimming, you know, Mount with Nafsak. Like, do oh, it. Difficult. It's very different. It's very different, right? Like, I just want to highlight these points because as we're going here, I feel like it's so important to show the whole picture, right? It's just mm-hmm. equally important. And I just like to sort of, um, you know, you know end it and 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 perhaps like nikhhtim al on on a note of right. how do you think the future of arab leaders are like how do you think the future of arab leaders coming out of the region i mean you are someone who's actively connecting with not just young individuals but other, you know, individuals from, of course, the 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 the, the age, the the the, the yes. our, our our parents, and I mean, you have a very different view. What are they saying, and what are you feeling, and how how do you feel <laughs> about us, Arab youth? Are we going in the right direction? Are are people
1: to be to be honest? I I believe that the future of young Arab leaders is very bright and just very very bright. To be honest, during these past I believe eight months, uh, I've been staying in Egypt and just doing online school. I've just realized how Arab leaders are really growing. Even mentioning you, you've been, you've been doing a tremendous job just mm-hmm. seeing, uh, the past eight months, how have you, how you've evolved, uh, the mental health in the middle East and not, not even just the middle East more than that. And all these, uh, contributions you do to the community has been amazing. And I want to pinpoint about this because. A lot of, I like, I, I see a lot of uh, dreamers in Egypt and people that want to achieve a lot and, and the Arab world. But uh, I believe Sarah Saif mentioned this in her past episode and how we lack the infrastructure and we lack that that direction uh, to people. Like the, the direction, the like the way to direct them in the right direction. Yeah. So uh, I believe we we just have to st- step up and people will recognize us i believe that's how the the world goes right now and mentor
0: uh, each other man like you know in many ways you are a mentor to me in in linkedin and i think that like there is there is no shame absolutely in having a younger mentor, especially for the older generations that may not really know how to use social media. I'm sorry, I'm, I just have to say it. Like, <laughs> our, we grew up in BBM. We grew up with so many technologies that the older generation, you know, when they come and see like all oh, consistent posting every day, like, isn't this too much effort? Like, we grew up texting. You know, like we can write a post every. You know, what I mean, yes. like sometimes it's some things. We are better at, they are better at and other things. But the most important thing as I'm saying is let's work together. Let's not really get our egos in the in the game. Let's accept being mentored by younger people, older people, people with more experience. And let's look at the let's look at the impact here. And I think that, you know, ever since I got to speak with you, I realized that there's so much potential when we just look beyond certain labels.
1: Yes. And I remember the first time because you knew my brother, we didn't, we, we we never met or even talked to each other, but I remember some two key, like a few key words you told me when you reached out to me and we talked, uh, like for LinkedIn, you said age doesn't matter. Uh, I saw that you're very consistent and you have the experience on LinkedIn. So I want to learn from you. So that really stuck in my mind because that was something tremendous because a lot of people don't think the way you, you do, um, and that's that's amazing because you look up to the younger generation. You're you're part of the younger generation, yeah. but people are younger than you and just uh, they can mentor you as well if they have experience. 100%. And I remember telling you like uh over time I want to actually build my network also on Instagram, and I want your assistance on that. And you were more than welcome to help me on that journey. 100%. So. And uh, I want to mention that during like the COVID-19 situation, I learned a lot about networking and communication, and how communicating with your network is vital and uh, super important in our in our lives now. Like when when uh, COVID-19 started, like a lot of our jobs in school just immediately paused, and we were everything was online and just remote from home. Uh, every like basically everything is just paused. So our only way uh, was to just communicate. I learned that there's so much opportunity out there, uh, so much to learn from other people, uh, so many things to figure out and so many people to meet. The digitalization era is very flexible and uh, just very balanced. And there's so many programs out there that you can communicate with those uh, people. And I just want to encourage everybody and tell everybody that the opportunity is out there if you want to seek it, but you just have to take action and take that first step.
0: Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, 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 I'm so grateful to have you on the show. And I'm also going to make sure that, you know, we put your information, contact information, uh, your LinkedIn um, profile uh, down below. Because I, I do think someone reaching uh, out to you after listening to this episode may really benefit a lot from, you know, any support uh, that or any piece of advice. I feel that this is our duty as young people to just help whenever we can so if if if, if you don't mind I, I i'd love to be able to do that
1: of course i'm more than I'm more than happy to do so i'd love to build my network and just have some uh, mutual benefit and just add value to whoever wants to seek out uh, and just communicate uh, with me and i'm just more than happy to help you even start your linkedin journey and grow your personal brand uh, i just love love helping others so i'll be more than happy to, to do so
0: Thank you, Ahmed. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Habibi.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Ali. I really appreciate you having uh, having me on the show. Uh, it was it was it was it was just a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: This was Ahmed Khalil, ladies and gents. Um, it was. I mean, every time I listen to this chat, as I'm editing the show, it it's super interesting and fascinating to, you know bearing in mind that I do work in the mental health space and in the youth sort of community, finding people who grew up in different backgrounds, whether it was someone who who went to boarding school versus someone who was raised in Canada as a minority or someone who was raised in the Middle East, it's absolutely mind-blowing to see the different mindsets, the different ways of thinking, and just what what life means to certain people uh, who see perhaps opportunity, who see change making an impact in a certain way so I just want to say thank you Ahmed for your time in many ways I feel like this episode was a very motivational episode and I think that you know there are so many things we can learn from Ahmed whether it's starting um, a, a really powerful brand uh, during these unprecedented times or whether it's sort of building our network um, again on LinkedIn and using those professional networks as Ahmed was saying or just starting our day right through making our bed and like the act of actually disciplining ourselves because that of course translates into every part of our lives so I just want to say really quick thank you to Ahmed for showing up and truly giving us you know synonymous value um, many ways That you know Ahmed was a little bit sort of nervous coming into his first episode ever on a podcast but guys like If you wanna be on the show, please message me. I want to always be shining a light on young people actively striving to make a, a change. You don't have to be someone who's, you know, no one has it together. I don't have it together. Heck, I never have it together. So if you have something to say, and if you really wanna be part of this community, just feel free to drop me a message with what you'd like to come on Empathy Always Wins. Talk about, we're always looking for new voices and new faces, so don't be a stranger. And once again, I'd love to leave you on this note. In life and in business, true vulnerability and empathy and compassion Heck, it always wins.